It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On your Monday episode of Locked On Raptors, the coaching search is over. Darko Ryakovich is the new head coach of the Toronto Raptors, and it's about as big a course correction from the Nick Nurse era as I think you could have expected. We'll get into why that is on today's episode of Locked On Raptors. Plus, we'll check in with DeMichael Cole of Locked On Grizzlies to get the lowdown on the former Memphis Grizzlies assistant. Let's get to it. Oh, like because when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot trying to miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Canada, the NBA title is yours. We're going to the bridge of the Hail Mary 3 by Mo Get that cabbage out of here. What's going on and welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, June the 12th, and I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can follow the show as well at on Twitter at Lockdown Raptors, on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. You can also go and join our wonderful, growing Lockdown Raptors Discord server. The link is in the description. Lots of great talk over the weekend as the news came in of the Toronto Raptors hiring Darko Ryakovich out of Memphis uh, to be their new head coach. Come hang, join the conversation all the pre offseason scuttlebutt is ramping up as well we're like 10 days from the draft it's the place to be again link in the description whether you're listening on audio or on video uh come hang out it's super fun great little community we got building around the show as well please uh always go and support the show by following subscribing rating reviewing on your favorite podcast apps and on youtube of course we're free and available each and every day don't miss an episode huh uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks, who have made daily fantasy sports super fun, super easy. As I try to pull up my copy, but my big, fat, stupid fingers are clicking all the wrong buttons. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked 
on, and I'm juiced, baby. Let's get to it. We are going to have in the back part of the show to Michael Cole of Lockdown Grizzlies join the show to give a little lowdown on Darko Ryakovic, where his influences may have been felt in the last couple years of the Memphis Grizzlies quick rise to top of the conference prominence of course other stuff going on with the Grizzlies right now that I don't really think you could put on Darko Ryakovich but uh yeah well we're gonna get into what he's brought to Memphis his sort of philosophies and what DeMichael can give us as far as the lowdown as someone who's covered the Grizzlies these last couple years that Ryakovich has been an assistant there but let's just kind of dive in now to my Thoughts on it. My big takeaways here. I think this is a really exciting hire. And the more I read and listen and dig into some of the stuff that's out there as far as his publicly facing basketball philosophies, I think Darko Ryakovich is about as perfect a replacement for Nick Nurse that you could have asked for. And look, this is not to denigrate Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is a very good basketball coach. He's probably going to do an excellent job in Philly. He's a wonderful tactician. He's a creative thinker. He's a really good coach. It seemed like his brand of coaching wore thin with this Raptors team, and they needed a new, fresh voice to try to establish that culture that Masai Ujiri talked about at the end of his uh, end-of-season press conference. This was not the Raptors. This was not the team over the last 10 years that the Raptors have been this very sort of hard playing one all for one one for all everyone's on the string type of team that was lost this season big time and I think when you dig into some of the stuff Darko Ryakovich has said publicly about his philosophies on basketball it seems to be as about a big a course correction to the Nick Nurse brand of coaching as you could possibly want to see you know, I, I highly recommend, I tweeted it out earlier, so you can go find it on my Twitter. Uh, also, just look it up. It's called The Basketball Podcast. Chris Oliver's the host. Back in 2020, Chris Oliver had Darko Ryakovich on his podcast just to kind of talk about coaching and philosophies and all this stuff. And honestly, I feel like Darko could have just like played that interview in his own interview with the Raptors front office and hit on every single box that Masai Ujiri said he wanted checked when he talked about what he wanted his new coach back a couple months ago. Um, you know, the thing that really stands out when you listen to Darko Ryakovich talk, he's all about structure that allows then for creativity. He's about communication. He's about working one-on-one -on -one with players to identify, get their input on what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And his big thing is beautiful basketball. Let's get to a point where we're playing Spurs-like basketball, back from the heyday of the Spurs, where everyone was on the string, everyone was playing for one another, and it was all about trust between teammates. It was about trust in the system and the setup and the structure, and then layering in those elements of individual creativity on top of that. And that, to me, is just like music to my ears. He speaks a lot about establishing a team identity and then empowering players to feel confident at making mistakes within the structure of the team. He's not going to go and blast a guy for having a bunch of turnovers. He talked about, in particular, an example of like Ricky Rubio when he was on the Suns. You know, he would have five turnovers in a game. He's not going to go and, you know, call him out in the film room and be like, look at all these mistakes you made. Good basketball players know when they made mistakes. And if they're made within the structure of the 
identity of the team, then those are admissible. Those are things you're not going to lose your playing time because you made a mistake of commission uh, under Darko Ryakovich, the way it all sounds. He speaks a lot about a 0.5 second offense, which is essentially ball comes to you, you got half a second to make a decision on what you're going to do next, whether you're driving, passing, shooting, whatever it is, passing up good shots to get great shots. It's all the great stuff that you want to hear. All of this is, of course, caveated with we don't know exactly how a guy will be in the job once he becomes a head coach. That's a big thing here. Um, but everything you hear about Darko Ryakovich is pretty glowing as far as what he's about when it comes to culture, player empowerment, player development. And it does feel like he stands a chance of getting the Raptors back to some of their more sort of you know tried and true ways from previous parts of the Masai Ujiri era. Um, you know, I kind of just dove into it, but a little bit of background, if you're not sure as to who Darko Ryakovich is, if you haven't done the reading over the weekend, if you're just kind of diving in here on a Monday, 44 years old, he's from Serbia, he's been coaching since he was 16 years old over in Serbia, uh, with a couple youth teams over there, led them to championships, etc. He was named an assistant coach for the Serbia national team in 2019. It's a very good national team, one of the very best in the world. Obviously, they have Nikola Jokic. That helps. Uh, former head coach of the Tulsa 66ers in the G League, so he comes with that head coaching experience, which is really, I think, super valuable and important because it is a very different job. Um, you know, even Darko talks in that podcast I talked about um, about the differences between being a head coach and an assistant and the value of an assistant when it comes to the communication one-on-one -on -one with players. It's a different game when you're a head coach. Not everyone is cut out for the different job that it is but he's had the job before he's lived in it he's experienced it in the g league he's been an assistant with the oklahoma city thunder from 2014 to 2019 uh with the phoenix suns in 2019-20 and then with the memphis grizzlies in 2020 2023 or 2022 2023 uh, and served as a scouting assistant with the spurs from 2004 to 2011 uh i seem to recall the spurs being pretty good at identifying talent during that window of time uh and so yeah that's kind of the the read on his sort of cv and I just, I really like the Raptors went young here. I really like that they went with a guy who prioritizes communication. He talks a lot, um, you know, in his various places that you'll hear him speak publicly about the value of understanding the way younger players learn and the way it's changed. And there's just like a difference. It's just, it's natural. The world has changed massively very shortly in the last like 20 years. People's brains are wired differently. People come up with different uh, priorities and different things in their background to inform who they are. And this whole generation of players is entirely different than a generation of players born in the 80s and the 90s. And there's different ways of communicating. And it seems as though Darko Ryakovich really is focused on nailing that communication and uh, sort of understanding the different ways in which guys are going to learn. It's not a one-size-fits-all thing for any one player. Um, you know, when it comes to just sort of, again, sort of counterpoints and moving on from the Nick Nurse era. Like, that was a thing that wasn't there, right? That was a thing it felt like this year there was a massive disconnect between the coaching staff and the players. It felt like there was not one cohesive vision for how the team wanted to play. And that's what gets me really excited here, is I think from day one, there's going to be an established, okay, 
this is how we play basketball from Darko Ryakovic walking in, and here is how we're going to get there, and we're not going to do it with shaming or public you know, uh, calling out of players or benching because of a bad defensive stretch or a bad turnover or whatever. We're going to allow room for mistakes. We're going to get in there. We're going to play five-on-five basketball. That's a big thing he talks about, too, is drilling, not so important. Get into the action of playing five-on-five. Start playing from day one five-on-five so you can learn on the fly while they're playing actual basketball as it's intended, how each guy is going to succeed, where they're going to get their looks from, how the trust is going to be built up between players. That's really exciting. To me, the the play style, I think, is probably the thing you're going to see the biggest change with, just based on what Ryakovich seems to be all about. You know, last year's Raptors team, I kind of compare them a little. You ever, Let's just go a little Animal Planet here for a sec. You ever seen a porcupine? I'm sure you've seen a porcupine. They've got these quills on the back. They're all defensive. They're in this sort of defensive tight shell. I feel like the Raptors played basketball like a porcupine on the defense last year in that they knew they didn't have the speed or the overall wherewithal athleticism. They had athleticism, but bear with me on the analogy here. Porcupine's not super athletic. They're big, pudgy. They're like the me of animals. Um, And so the... You know, the way a porcupine operates is, all right, we're going to kind of get into our little defensive shell here. We're going to do this one thing really, really well. And what the Raptors did really, really well was focus on the margins of the game, the 20% of the game to exploit with transition and turnovers, not turning the ball over on your own end, all that stuff. The offensive rebounding, the stuff on the margins to muck things up. Problem was, that was their defensive shell. You ever seen a porcupine flipped on its back by a wolverine? It's not pretty. And that is kind of what happened when the Raptors weren't able to kind of get their positive feedback loop of transition and offensive rebounds and turnovers and not turning it over themselves into that full motion. And it led to them being this kind of defenseless basketball team that didn't have a whole lot of answers. I feel like this team with Darko Ryakovich now is going to go in with a bit more of a focus on the macro parts of the game, not the edges of the game where you can kind of muck things up and maybe juice your stats because you're doing something that's a little hard to game plan for. No, they're going to go in, it seems, with a plan to play a cohesive brand of basketball, to take the input of the players. And I think a really nice thing about this hire too is that it doesn't really matter what the roster looks like. If they bring back a lot of their guys and say, all right, let's just see with Darko Ryakovic if we can get more out of this group, which we thought going into last year was quite talented, they can absolutely do that. It's 100% justifiable, I think. You have above-average passers at a lot lot of positions. You have smart basketball players. There's an avenue here to Darko Ryakovic reimagining what the Raptors have and having a bit more of a presentable product on the floor. That said, the roster needs to have a little more shooting, a little more playmaking, all that stuff. It's not just going to be, all right, I walk into this sort of weird roster and everyone's just good at passing and shooting and all that stuff. Like the roster and the front office have to come along with whatever Darko Ryakovic wants to do. But ultimately, whatever set of players are on the roster, whether it's a Scotty Barnes-centric team, whether it's a running it back of sorts with most or all of the core there's going to be a new vision for how this team plays basketball based on everything you hear, everything you read, the academic dissertations on pick-and-roll basketball that Ryakovich has written in the past. Um, all of it suggests there's a big change coming in the way the Raptors play basketball. It's no longer going to be this stilted, get in the defensive shell, play this very low-event offense where nothing's really happening except for slow isos and slow-to-develop plays. 
Let's just play basketball. Let's just go and have some fun with it. Let's bring some flow back to things. It's kind of what Nick Nurse seemed to want to do in his early days with the Raptors, and it sort of dissipated as the years went along, as the roster got a little clunkier. Obviously, that's a big part of it, too. It's not on all, not all on Nick Nurse here, but uh, as far as philosophies, a very stark deviation, it seems, from Nick Nurse's day-to-day of, you know, kind of going out there, trying to win every single game like it's his last game. Ryakovich speaks a lot in that podcast I reference and will continue to reference because it's amazing about, you know, kind of understanding the trials and tribulations of a full season and knowing going in, like, all right, we're going to prepare our guys to deal with these different situations as they come up over the course of 82 games. Nick Nurse really felt by the end like a playoff coach. And when you're not a playoff team, that can be tough. It feels as though Ryakovich is all about the whole, the big picture, the macro, and the idea of, hey, we're in this together for 82 games. We better be on the same page. Otherwise, this is going to be a not super pleasant experience, as Raptors fans very much learned last season. That's like my original sort of uh, musings, diary of the brain on Darko Ryakovich. Uh, we'll have more, of course, this week on what this means and sort of the player movement and how that might tie into the new coach hire as well. Vivek Jacob will be on tomorrow to dig into all of that. But now we're going to pivot and get into DeMichael Cole of Locked On Grizzlies coming to hang out and talk a lot about Darko Ryakovich and uh, what he's all about, what was he about in Memphis, which players did he have the most impact on, his player development track record, all of that that's coming up with DeMichael in just one second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at BetterHelp. And look, right now, it's, uh, you know, BetterHelp is a wonderful, wonderful tool for those of you who are looking for some potentially solutions to problems you might be dealing with personally. It doesn't even have to be like big picture, you know, existential problems, really. It can just be, hey, like I got got this decision to make and I don't really know what to do. I need someone with an unbiased opinion to throw my thoughts off of, to get some feedback back, someone who's there just to listen to you. A lot of our conversations day to day across our lives are with people who have their own baggage. They got their own stuff going on. They have their own agendas, not even malicious ones, just subconscious ones even. And so you're not really able to talk to anybody just about you with no sort of filter on what's coming back. Uh, A therapist from BetterHelp can absolutely help you do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Go right now. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to it. My chat now with DeMichael Cole of Locked On Grizzlies as we get to know Darko Ryakovich. Enjoy. All right, joining me now, thrilled to have him from Locked On Grizzlies. It is the wonderful DeMichael Cole here to give us all the intel on Darko Ryakovich, a man who has probably been harassed by a million Canadians asking uh, what the hell is this dude all about because he does a really damn good job covering the Grizzlies. DeMichael, how's it going, man? It's going great, Sean. You know, uh, I haven't talked about Darko this much in so long, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, it's nice to uh, scratch that itch of someone you haven't talked about in a while, right? And then just do it all in one shot, and then you won't have to think about them again. Um, so let me start you off with this one. You know, I, I think there's a lot being made about, like, the coaching philosophies of Darko Ryakovic, and we'll get into that and how it kind of deviates from Nick Nurse, uh, you know, pretty substantially, at least how things looked in the last year with the Raptors. But... I more so want to get to what's Darko Ryakovich like as a guy, because it felt like the by the end with Nick Nurse and the Raptors, the biggest thing was no one really gets along. No one really likes this dude anymore. No one really wants to be coached by him. That was kind of the vibe you got. It was one of those lost the room, the coach and the players, the sort of connections just gone. And so I think the biggest thing coming in for a new coach is going to be kind of reestablishing that trust between player and coach and, and sort of having everything be cohesive and unified once again. So let me ask you this. Give me one adjective to describe Darko Ryakovic just as a guy, you know, from your personal dealings with him. Cool. He's, cool. He's, All right. <laughs> I can work with that. <laughs> uh, uh, and and here's, here's where we go with that, right? Uh, it's it's his buzzword, right? I, I tell people all the time he has this buzzword. It's it's swag, <laughs> and, and he always tells these Grizzlies players to play with swag, swag this, swag that. And it got to the point uh, last season, before this season, 2021-22 season, uh, when we would say the word swag in like you know press conference settings and things like that, you might get a giggle from the players and things like that. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, that's Darko all day. Like, it's all he talks about is swag, this. And you, and, you, and you switch the perspectives and you think about if you're the player. The Grizzlies are one of the youngest teams in the NBA. And you got this guy, Darko, uh, who's, you know, 42, 43 at the time. And he's telling these guys to play with swag. And they're like, man, what do you know about swag? Like, what do you know about swag? But he's so cool. Uh, there were so many times last season. And this season, you, he's the lead assistant. So he's Taylor Jenkins, pretty much right-hand man, especially mm -hmm. on the offensive side of things. But there were so many times, even on the defensive end, or whether it was offensively where he saw matchups or where he saw, uh, you know, he would locate things and Taylor Jenkins would be all the way at the end of the bench in, near the coaching box. And Darko would sprint down there. Uh, he, he'd either, you know, make the adjustment out there with the players himself or he'll, you know, whisper in the ear, talk in the ear of Taylor Jenkins, say some things, say, hey, we need to correct this, we need to correct that. A lot of times when they go in the huddle, uh, Darko's voice is important as well. So a uh, very important piece to what the Grizzlies have built over the past three seasons. So I'm interested. We'll get to the offense in a sec, but I'm fascinated yeah. on like sort of the overall impact he had on that coaching staff because I think like yeah. you read the academic papers on pick and roll basketball, you listen to him talk. A yeah. lot of it is very offensive focused, but uh, as far as like his overall defensive philosophies, like he was part of the defensive structure and the sort of game planning and stuff like that as well. Correct? Like how does that sort of feed into what he does as a coach? Obviously, it seems like offense is maybe his priority. His maybe specialty but where were the defensive sort of influences from him in the Grizzlies as well yeah I mean I didn't hear much about you know what he did from a defensive standpoint but I can kind of paint the picture of how the Grizzlies you know approach things from the assistance perspective I don't think they they have you know a normal kind of uh this this coach works with this these guys this coach worked with that guys uh talking to people who come from the Bootenhoser tree, uh, the Popovich tree, and, and all that, uh, they kind of prioritize having the coaches work with all different layers of players. You know, mm -hmm. a guy like Darko, 
who spends most of his time working with the wings. I'm sure we'll probably talk about, you know, him working with those guys. But then he spent a lot of time working with the John Morants and the Tyus Jones of the world. Or he spent a lot of time working with the Jarens and the Santis and, the, you know, even with Steven Adams. Uh, because a big part of what the Grizzlies emphasize, and this kind of carries over to what I think Darko would potentially bring to Toronto as well, is they want players to be as interchangeable as versatile as possible. That's a huge part of what he wants to do. You know, you talk mm-hmm. about his his love for the pick and rolls and things like that. Uh, he likes those inverted pick and rolls as well. You know, you want Jaron Jackson Jr. handling the ball and, you know, got Pascal Siakam here in, in Toronto. I think there are some situations you could see him, you know, being a pick and roll ball handler for a guy, you know, like uh, Darko. So uh, there are some, some kind of similarities where you can see some of those things potentially playing out. Uh, defensively, you know, we, re- we really didn't get to talk much with him, you know, just about his his defensive, you know, principles and things like that. Uh, the one thing when it comes to Darko, the players always talk about is how he impacted their development. Yeah, that that actually leads me to the next thing is the player yeah. development thing, because this is a thing the Raptors have struggled with, it seems, mm-hmm. in the last couple of years post-championship. I mean, part of it is you give up a lot of draft picks to build a championship team. And so you're kind of working from behind the eight ball, but that puts even into more focus your need for player development. If you're going to find these kind of diamonds in the rough, which they used to be known for, it's been a little bit less of the case recently. Where would you say that like the, the, the sort of impact of Ryakovich on the player development side has been felt the most within the Grizzlies over the last couple of years? Obviously a team super young, like you mentioned, one of the youngest yeah. teams in basketball had this really quick rise to prominence as well. Where does Ryakovich's influence kind of fold into that? This is probably what the people want to hear the most because this is especially <laughs> This is when, when he was hired, when Darko was hired by, uh, when it was reported, uh, he was hired by Toronto. This is where my mind immediately went. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's the player development. I don't think he was hired because he's some you know offensive guru who's going to have uh, them playing like the 2016-17 Warriors. I don't think he was hired because he's a defensive guru uh, that was a Spurs consultant in 2004 through 2011 like he was or anything like that. I think he was hired because the most proven thing, in my opinion, on his track record is developing young players whether it was with the Thunder and more up close with me watching it is with the uh, Grizzlies. And I point out two, three guys uh, for the most part where uh, their development was directly, you know, related to the coaching and the teaching that they got from Darko. And the main guy uh, is, is Desmond Bain. I know some people in Toronto kind of wanted that guy to land uh, in their hands. Uh, Don't remind us. Although maybe Malachi Flynn stands a chance now that Darko is going to be coaching him. We'll see TBD. Not terribly confident there, but yeah, (laughs) Desmond Bain. That is a possibility because remember when Desmond Bain was drafted, it was three. It was kind of a spot up shooter and things like that. And Mm -hmm. then his second season comes right. And before his second season starts, the Grizzlies send him to summer league. And you think he's going to play shooting guard kind of how he played, you know, the, the previous year as a rookie and it's no, they throw the ball in his hands. Uh, Darko was the summer league uh, coach of the Grizzlies in 2021, and he's playing Desmond Bain on the ball, and it looks ugly. Like at this point, you're like, this this thing's never gonna work. Like just just get this guy in a corner somewhere and just have him shoot spot up three pointers. But they just press him and they keep pushing the the envelope there. And it wasn't from year two to year three. He took a he took a noticeable play playmaking jump in year two. 
when he averaged 2.7 assists. But Desmond Bain went from 2.7 assists in year two to this season, this past season, averaged 4.4 assists per game. And now his mm-hmm. ceiling is more around a guy who can consistently average five assists or more per game because of his playing style, because of the pressure he puts on the ball. And it was to the point when Tyus Jones would start for the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain would be your starting shooting guard, but he would basically become the de facto backup point guard when Tyus was out of the game because of the progress that he made in that role. And again, Darko's hands directly tied to it. Taylor Jenkins would point it out. Uh, Desmond Bain, me and him had a real good conversation, you know, in the uh, 2022 season, just about, man, how, you know, Darko in, in the summer, not even just in summer league, but when they got back to Memphis uh, and they would be in FedEx form and they would be, at the you know, in the practice facility and Darko would just be pushing the envelope there. And here's another guy where we haven't seen it with our eyes as much yet, and that's Zaire Williams. But mm-hmm. the thing is, I can go off of what I've heard, uh, the confidence level of Zaire, and just, you know, being a reporter that's around this guy pretty much. You can tell that Darko's, you know, impact, is very much uh, there as well. So same kind of game plan that they ran uh, with him as well. Rookie year, a lot of spot-up shooting and things like that. Then year two came, and they sent them to Summer League last season, 2022. Darko wasn't the head coach of that team, but the plan was kind of the same plan for him as well. Playmaking opportunities, putting the ball in his hand and picking rolls. Once again, it wasn't pretty. It was not a pretty sight. A lot of lost balls, dribbling the ball off of your knee, foot, uh, turnovers, ugly offense. But there's a bigger picture there, right? You're, you're developing these guys. It's got to get ugly before it gets pretty. That's a big mm-hmm. part of what Darko is kind of, you know, was bringing to the table with the Grizzlies. And with Zaire, we haven't seen it play out as much yet. But, again, it was year two to year three for Dez. Uh, there is a, a considerable, like, there's a good reason to believe that not maybe to the level of Desmond Bain because he won't get that type of opportunity. Sure. But Zaire Williams can take a playmaking jump because I'm just talking to him. I mean, he, he's talked about his comfort level. He's talked about, you know, Darko and the impact. Uh, I mean, he said things to me like he's never seen the type of things that, that Darko can do on the offensive offensive end before, uh, straight out of Zaire's mouth. So uh, development is is, is, is is his calling card. I mean, the D in Darko is for development. That's what he's for. <laughs> That's what he's going to bring to the table. He's going to be great for the Malachi Flynn's of the world. Uh, for the Gary Trent, you want to do more off the dribble with a guy like that. Uh, I mean, Scotty Barnes is 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 the ultimate case. You know, I see yeah. just looking at Toronto from afar, you see how they try to put him in playmaking, you know, situations. And I think of Desmond Bain and how he grew and took the leap uh, there as well. I want to pick up this thread and continue on the empowerment thing, because that seems to be a really big part of Darko's philosophy. We'll get into that in just one sec. Before we do that, however, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks, who have made daily fantasy sports super fun, super easy. If you're like me and not in it for the season-long grind of fantasy sports, Prize Picks is the perfect way to scratch that itch on a one-off basis. And what better time than, say, tonight, potentially the final game of the NBA Finals. And all you got to do to make a Prize Picks entry, it's very simple. You're going to go in and you're up against the projections. There's no expert you're up against. It's just you against the projections on prize picks for whatever each player is going to get in a given stat. You got to just say, are they going to get more or less than 
that projection, if you get it right, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry if you put in six different players or picks in that entry. It's a wonderful way to do it. You don't have the season-long grind. You've got to set your lineup or worry about injuries or anything like that. And, of course, it's all super easy on a really fun, safe-to-use app. You get quick and fast withdrawals. You get, uh, of course, entries that can be made in 60 seconds or less, so you're not spending all that time setting your lineup and anything like that. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada and every province except for Ontario. Go check them out. Prize Picks is the place to go. Download it, prizepicks.com, or download the app and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. It means you put in 100 bucks of your own money, and they will match it with 100 bucks of prize picks money to go hang out with your money in your account so you can get started. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with prize picks. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we continue on here to Michael Cole of Locked On Grizzlies here along to uh, keep talking about Darko Ryakovich, what he's going to bring to the Toronto Raptors. We were talking about player empowerment before. You mentioned Zaire Williams. I think that's going to bode wonderfully when the Raptors inevitably trade OG Ananobi for a package involving Zaire Williams. Music to Raptors fans' ears. Uh, <laughs> I joke, kind of, not really. The empowerment thing to Michael. You know, I think a lot of Raptors fans bristled at just sort of the general demeanor of Nick Nurse this year. The calling guys out in the media, the refusal to play anyone past like guy number eight on his bench because they weren't playing defense hard enough or whatever. Um, the lack of development that came for the back end of the roster. And you look, do I think the back end of the Raptors roster is loaded with crazy talent? Not necessarily, but they were never really given much opportunity to show it on a bigger stage. Nurse was all about winning each and every single game kind of became by the end, I think more of a playoff coach than an 82 game regular season coach, which is uh, important to be able to negotiate 82 games. Do you think that Ryakovich, based on what you know about him, is going to kind of come in with a different sort of approach when things don't go well? Like, I, he doesn't strike me as the type who's going to go call his dudes out in the media, um, but maybe I'm wrong. What do you think will be sort of the response when things don't go super well for various players in the Raptors with Darko Ryakovich in the, in the head coach chair? Players coach. He's a players coach all the way. Uh, I mean, Tyus Jones was one of the guys advocating for him to get you know, a head coaching job. Desmond Bain. Uh, the list goes on. Uh, these guys, like, again, they they laugh at him for for using buzzwords like swag and and he he's very you know just mild mannered uh, from mm -hmm. our you know kind of exchanges with him. We hardly ever talked with him in the media. Uh, I think 
one of the lone exceptions was when he would take over for Taylor Jenkins. I think sure. uh, Taylor was on the COVID inactive list at one point uh, last season, and, and Darko took over for a couple games during that stretch. And in moments like that, and he would take over in those sequences. But but outside of that, it was it was very rare uh, that we got you know on the record conversation with him. But all, but again, seeing him as much as I did, a uh, mm-hmm. little fist bumps. Hey, how you doing? He was always one of the most engaged. You know, head co- I mean, uh, assistant coaches with, you know, the media members and things like that. Uh, you check in. Hey, how are things going? A very mild mannered guy. The players love him. Uh, he's usually when the players are, are staying at the practice working. He's one of the coaches, main coaches that will stay with the guys, uh, work with them. So uh, he, he's he's hands on. He's very hands on, but very mild mannered. I, I just do not see him being a guy who he calls out players and <laughs> and, uh, you know, media settings and, and, and things like that. Uh, again, one thing about it is a lot of these coaches, you can kind of point to the trees that they came for in terms of how they'll run things from an organizational standpoint. I'm sure everyone puts their own touch on the offensive principle, defensive principles, et cetera. But from an organizational standpoint, usually uh, there's a lot of tie-ins to their previous you know, uh, uh, instances of where, where they were employed. And, and looking at Darko, he's big. Big came from that San Antonio Spur uh, tree, 2004 to 11. Spurs mm-hmm. consulted, and then he moves on, and, you know, he's with the Thunder. And then, you know, a lot of people talk about the stage right now, right? Is, it gonna be, is the stage going to be too big for this guy? He's only been assistant coach. And I also like to point out, yeah, it's the G League, but a lot of the best G League coaches, you know, you point back to G League coaches of the year of the last decade, you'd see names like Taylor Jenkins, you know, on that list who have become either Riga NBA coaches or – a good assistant coaches. Quinn Snyder is another one uh, that comes to mind. But with all that being said, uh, this guy, uh, Darko, was the first uh, non-North American uh, to coach in the G League. Mm-hmm. So, again, he, he has that experience of, of, of breaking that, those kind of barriers and being being different, I would say, uh, than others. So uh, I think this won't be too big for him. He's going to be the same kind of calm, mild-mannered guy that he's been. But I think you know, again, when you get when you move down one seat, there are some personality things that will come out that people haven't seen before, because now instead of answering to or trying to stay in the realms because you got a, you know, a, a, another coach who kind of has uh, the whole overview of things that's going on. Now you're the guy uh, that becomes that guy. And, and that's where I think it'll be a little bit different. For sure. Sort of pivoting away a little bit to sort of how things ran in Memphis a little and and sort of look very different rosters, Toronto and Memphis. Like there's not a whole lot of overlap there, but there is one through line, which is not a ton of shooting talent on either roster. If you you go top to bottom and that's one thing I'm really fascinated about with Darko and how he's going to work in Toronto. Like he talks a lot about the 0.5 second offense. You get the yep. ball, you make a decision in half a second, and then you go from there. And he yep. talks a lot about spacing and the value of that. The Raptors, as they're currently constructed, don't have a ton of that spacing part of it. They have passing, like surely. They have above average passes at a lot of positions. Scotty Barnes might grow into being one of the best passers in all of basketball. He's like that talented, that one step ahead of things. But right. in the constructs of an offense where there isn't that natural spacing, you know, maybe that brings into question how much you can actually execute that vision. I'm curious, how were the Grizzlies able to kind of use those Rayakovich principles, which I'm assuming are very much shared by Taylor Jenkins as well, if he's his number one right-hand man, 
How are they able to kind of implement those principles to create a bit more of a healthy offensive environment? You know, obviously the Grizzlies, much like the Raptors, focus a lot on the margins offensively with offensive rebounding and things like that. But they're a more competent half-court offense than the Raptors have been. The Raptors were one of the very worst in basketball the last couple years. How do those principles that Ryakovich touts get woven into a team that maybe doesn't have that ideal spacing? Yeah, you, you attack. Uh, and that's a big point of it. Uh, the Grizzlies have been one of the top paint, paint scoring teams for the last four seasons. Mm-hmm. And you know he's been a big reason for that uh, over the past three years. And But the ways you attack it is you you, you bring, you know, you do a lot. They do a lot of DHOs. They bring Steven Adams out of the paint. Uh, you'll see a lot of back cuts from guys like Desmond Bain. Zaire Williams will do a lot of his scoring, you know, transition and back cuts, things like that. Uh, guys like John Conchar do, doing a lot of cutting. Uh, even Jaw, we would see little spurts of it from time to time of him uh, cutting to the basket as well. Dylan Brooks, his team started to sag off of him more, uh, setting setting screens, you know, for teammates, uh, doing more cutting himself as well. So all of those are, are kind of like ways that they try to attack uh, those spacing issues. The Grizzlies themselves don't have the greatest shooting teams, and it, it shows up, you know, against certain opponents, but. Uh, that's kind of one way that I've seen that they try to kind of uh, get through those differences. But, I mean, I think it is his preference, it's the Grizzlies' preference, it's Taylor Jenkins' preference to add more shooting. So I think, you know, Toronto will uh, attempt to do that, uh, put more shooting on the floor to kind of maximize what you can I hope have. so, man. I yeah. hope so. God. <laughs> <laughs> man, I mean, it, it's hard to work in the league uh, these days without it. But uh, I think, you know, he he's shown, you know, he's – being with the Grizzlies, there were a lot of times Desmond Bain was the only plus three-point shooter on the floor, mm-hmm. and you would see how he would still get quality shots from time to time, and they would also just be able to still score in the paint in different ways. Yeah, and that's the thing with the Raptors, right? Like, they have a lot of dudes who can handle the ball and cut, and, you know, the stuff that outside of shooting, you in theory, could be conducive to, like, a pretty nice-looking half-court offense. Obviously, some shooting would be lovely, but, um, hey, maybe that's where the player development part comes in as well, precious Achua. Yeah, man, it's exciting times. It's uh, it's a nice, fresh, new direction. I think a lot of people are pretty happy about. Uh, the people are going to be happy about this bloody yeah. podcast because you're awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out, man. Uh, this was great. Anything you would like the good people to know about? Anything you got to plug? Where can people check out all your work? Yeah, uh, you just check out all my work on Twitter at the Michael C. That's where I post all my stories. Or you can go over to the commercialappeal.com. C o m m e r c i a l appeal. That's where all my Grizzlies coverage is. And I might be in tune to some things going on in Toronto as well, because we're going to keep up with Darko again. Taylor Jenkins has called Darko his best friend. So looking forward to, you know, seeing if those two match up in the preseason or during the season, whatever the case may be. Uh, We'll be interested here in Memphis and what's going on with Darko. But uh, that's where you can check out all of my work. I've written a couple previous stories about Darko, you know, uh, coming up as a basketball lifer. He has a degree. I mean, how many how many guys you know have a degree in basketball? He has a, he, he has a coaching degree, uh, so uh, he he's a guy that's kind of uh, kind of craved out you know a different type of path uh, to this uh, point of his career. But that's where you can find all my work. And uh, again, Sean, I appreciate you, man. Anytime. Of course, one of the very best beat reporters in the game. Go check out all DeMichael's work and listen to Locked On Grizzlies, of course. And we will uh, leave it there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll have more Darko talk tomorrow with Vivek Jacob from Raptors.com. And uh, that'll be a big 
focus this week is uh, who the hell is this new dude coaching the Raptors? He seems pretty cool. We'll keep the conversation going. Until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Also, jump into the Discord server. It's a great time right now. Talking about the new coach, talking about the upcoming transaction window, etc., etc. The link is in the description. Come hang out in our Lockdown Raptors Discord community. And uh, with that, we will leave you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for hanging. Talk to you Tuesday. Bye-bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 